Hoovians hopping your Tardises. You're listening to another episode of Doctor, huh? Huh? What? Two for two on gambits? <laughs> huh? Rose Tyler's actually alive? She lied? <laughs> she lied to me on the TV show? I'm your number one big magnet fan and big magnet supplier, Jordan. I'm Sam, and this is the story of how I cried. This is the story of how I was legally pronounced dead, but I was actually alive. (laughs) This is the story about how five million Cybermen and several million Daleks all invaded Earth. I hear hear Chris Chibnall banging on the window. Mm -hmm. Why only five million? More, 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 more. Ten million. Ten billion. Fifty-five Daleks. Fifty-five Cybermen. A hundred Weeping Angels. And a hundred and fifty-five Santarans. That was the most half-hearted, I think you should leave reference you've ever done. No, no, no. It was supposed to be, like, somber. Oh, I see. It was because we were remembering that day. (laughs) This is like in the, uh, those wretched Marvel movies. How after, uh, the first Avengers movie, they were basically like, this is 9-11 too. <laughs> and there was like a whole thing afterward. They were like, don't ever forget when the aliens attacked New York City that one time. I mean, I've, I've said this so many times over the course of this podcast. The way that people think of the big, catastrophic alien invasions in this show is fascinating to me it makes me nobody will mention it and then someone out of nowhere will be like oh yeah you know my my whole family died in the dollar invasion right five years ago so uh this is this is a season two episode 13 doomsday uh this is a rusty davies written episode and it was uh it was directed by grandma harper Nope. It was directed by Grammy Harper. Yeah. It was directed by Grammy Harper. <laughs> okay, that doesn't make any sense. Graham? I think it's just Graham. Graham. Grandma Harper. Thanks, Grandma. Um, we once again begin this episode, uh, with- This is, for anyone who's not familiar, this is the part two- Oh, yeah. The part one that was Army of Ghosts, the episode where a ghost got elected to Parliament. She's Rose is, like, doing the opening monologue. She's like, Torchwood Institute, blah, blah, blah. This is the story. Not a a lot of yuck yucks to be found in this episode. Not a lot of super funny. Uh, We'll make it funny. There are Daleks in this, and when a Dalek is on screen, which, by the way, Sam, as far as I can tell... We haven't actually seen a lot of Daleks on on the non-classic episodes. Of I feel this like podcast. I have. I I know. Don't you, it feels like we have, doesn't it? But as far as I can is tell, it is it just Army of Ghosts and uh, Once Upon Time? Mm-hmm. Really? That, yep. That's all. We, but then we got a lot of them in uh, in a classic episode, my favorite classic episode, uh, which was Remembrance of the Daleks. So it I was remembrance like, of those Daleks all the time. And that was like three. That was like six episodes, wasn't it? Or was it just? It was, four? It was a four parter. So we got four episodes of Daleks. But on the classic, this is the first time we've had like. No, what am I talking about? I'm a, such a fool. Oh, the New Sam, Year's episode. The New Year's episode. That one was, that one you watched six times. Five times. Seven times. Five times. 
You watched it ten times. Five times. So the Daleks are uh the Daleks are if you remember the episode end with the Daleks coming out of the uh sphere, which I think is called Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Um, and, uh, Ro- it's, they're in the room with Rose, Ricky, aka Mickey, depends on who you ask, if you ask the doctor or not. And then another guy who's like a scientist and he's got a, uh, a countdown timer that has about five minutes left of his, his mortal life on it. Uh, and you better God, get that I thing love- calibrated. I think it's more like 45 seconds. God, I love the Daleks so much. God, they're so funny. Rose, they're so good. Uh, yeah, the Daleks are advancing menacingly on them, and Rose is like, "You're Daleks," and they're like, "What? How has a human heard of us?" So she she is very badass in this scene, and she's like, "You are gonna have to keep me and my friends alive if you want to know how a human knows about the time war." And, and Mickey's I like, lo- yeah, Mickey just, time war. <laughs> he literally says, yeah, Daleks, time war. Me too. I'm also, yeah. The, okay, so Mickey. I mean, I'll have more to say about Mickey later, but Mickey, I don't know what's going on here with Mickey. Because we have seen him at his least competent in Rose and... uh the Christmas invasion where he's getting choked by a mannequin hand. Nope, sorry, that was that was Rose. That was Does Rose. something funny happen to him in Christmas Invasion? Uh he uh a Christmas tree hit him in the balls. That's pretty funny. Uh does he go cross eyed? Oh yeah, and he goes, That's, Ooh! That's amazing. That's awesome. Uh but I just I'm I, this is a parallel universe Mickey, right? No comment. I guess this episode doesn't really answer that, so I shouldn't know, but I'm just like, why is this Mickey so badass? He's epic. He has experienced character growth. Yeah, he really has, but it does make me worry that the Mickey that I know is dead and buried. I'm Mickey, um, Mickey, but it's spelled with a one, M1CKY from Parallel Earth 64912. The real Mickey got eaten by a dumpster like an even bigger trash can, <laughs> and he died. And also his pants fell off while it was happening. I'm the cool Mickey that says swear words, and I have a gun, and I And if you want to learn more about cool Mickey, listen to Sounds About Light. <laughs> He's, he's, he shows up, he's not wearing a shirt for some reason. And it will take <laughs> six seasons. To, uh, it takes six seasons to find out why. Um, so once again, the Daleks are, uh, have uh, this, this thing called the Genesis Arc, which is like a little, I don't know, it kind of looks like a, like a bell, like a big bell. It looks like a diving bell. It does look like a diving bell. If you don't know what a diving bell is, you need to expand your knowledge of, uh, of <laughs> techniques of going underwater. You, uh, you, fool. you Zoomers know nothing of diving bells. <laughs> the kids these days, let me tell you, I've always, <laughs> back in my, what, what, remember like in the early 2000s, everyone was always going out in their diving bells to the lake and then just <laughs> trying to like salvage sunken treasure. God, I miss I remember days. I would watch, I would watch Nickelodeon, they'd be, uh, they'd be doing like Slime Time Live, uh, and you know, all the kids are out there in their diving bells screaming as the, <laughs> as they when, get slimed. Remember when Timmy Turner wished for Cosmo and Wanda to give him a second diving bell because the first one was just wasn't big enough? Yeah. I think there was a lot of really great diving bell content in Ready Player One. 
Yeah, for sure. Did I watch That's... The Simpsons? You know it. Did I get in my diving bell? <laughs> I spent hours in that thing. <laughs> I spent days in my diving bell reciting <laughs> my favorite lines from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Uh, uh, Jackie is here. We're, we're upstairs. So if you remember, they're in the basement with the sphere. Uh, and then upstairs the, uh, was, uh, the doctor, Jackie. And Yvonne, the, yes. uh, like, the, the torch imperialist Torchwood for Queen and Country, we only use Imperial units, we're gonna, t- uh, Britain Empire will rise again, lady. Uh-huh. I hope, I hope something bad happens to her in this episode. Why? But anyway, so, <laughs> Jackie, uh, remembers that Rose was in the room with the sphere, the sphere that the Daleks came out of last episode. The sphere itself isn't really relevant in this episode, but. It's a void ship, I think is what they, they called it. They call it a void ship, but, if if we mention the sphere chamber or whatever, that's the room that the void ship was in that the Dalek came out of. But uh, uh, she's like, "Do you know what happened to Rose? She was in the in the room down there." And he says, "I don't know, but I promise I'll get you out of this." And at this point in the episode, I'm thinking, "I do not want to watch Jackie watch Rose die." <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Uh, the Cyberman uh, is like to Yvonne, he's like human. Contact Central World Authority and tell them that the Cybermen are now in charge and that she's like, you fool. Our planet is not advanced enough yet. We haven't, we haven't accomplished our goals. Give us a year and we'll, we'll, we'll make <laughs> that Central like, World. She's like, I'm so sorry. There is no Central World Authority. And the Cyberman's like, bitch, there is now. <laughs> and then it's just, he just makes a global broadcast on all wavelengths telling them that this, they're like, <laughs> The Cybermen are now under control. Your Earth is now under Cybermen control. You must not fear. We will not harm you. We will make you all Cybermen. There will be no race, sex, or creed. You will all just be funny robots now. I like the part where you see this family, like, watching it on the TV, and then there's just a Cyberman in the room, which I'm assuming... I'm assuming that was their grandma five minutes ago. Well, okay, so... If I remember correctly, because I I think I kind of mix up some Army of Ghosts stuff with some uh, uh, Christmas Invasion stuff. So you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that there was a shot in Army of Ghosts of a Cyberman, like, marching into this same family's house and, like, pointing a gun at a child's (laughs) face. There there weren't Cybermen in Christmas Invasion. What are you talking about? Well, no, what I mean is I don't know if I'm remembering the Cybermen or the mannequin things. But I'm pretty sure it was Army of Ghosts with a Cyberman. Hey, Editing Sam here. I realized I'm conflating the mannequins and the Christmas Santa robots and the Cybermen. It's not my fault. It's Rusty's fault. Get off my back. I love to imagine every time aliens invade on Doctor Who, it's the same family. (laughs) Just trying to watch TV. They're just trying to watch their shows. They're just trying to watch EastEnders. They can't help it. This is so. I feel so bad for them. Let them watch their little show, Cyberman. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that we saw a Cyberman like pointing its gun at this kid's face last time, <laughs> and now it's just like, no, he just walked in and was like, "Sit down and watch TV." <laughs> this is a really cool show. You're gonna love this. You're gonna love being a Cyberman. It's so cool. It's a bit of a backpedal, but on the other hand, I don't want this child to be dead. I. I don't want to make me sound like I'm, like, virtue signaling or anything, but I would think it would be bad if the child was killed on the episode. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so then, the Do- back in the Dalek, uh, this is Dalek Rave 2, uh, 
with the, every time a Daleks mm. get together, they're just having a little party down there. Uh, Dalek rave from Remembrance of the Daleks is so important. Okay. I don't think that this scene deserves to be compared. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. (laughs) There wasn't like no, there's no flashing rainbow lights and Daleks rolling around. And there's no like cool, there's no cool electronic music playing while they're rolling around. And Ace doesn't run in and beat a computer up with a baseball bat. So the Dalek, uh, is like, which of you is least important? And then Rose is like, it's, no, every human life is important or something. And then, uh, and then Oh, Doctor this S- must be the infamous pro-life episode. Uh, and then Doctor <laughs> because it's Singh, about how bad it would be if all the humans were murdered. The Torchwood scientist who you so kindly, uh, named as Dr. Singh is like, I'm ready to die! And then they- Yeah, they you'll, just note, start- you'll note that I put his name in my notes here as if he would matter. Well, he matters to me as he gets his brain sucked dry by the Dalek. He, he ceases to be relevant very quickly. What hey, a way to you die! Know, we've always we've always asked Daleks what that plunger do. Um, oh, it does a lot of things. I didn't expect to see the Daleks use the plungers. What a way to, to turn go. a man into a husk! To turn a man into like a little skeleton thing. They they, they tell, suck his brain out so they, they can tell learn him about. to kneel and he's like okay please don't hurt us and they're like we need all of your knowledge of Earth history and he's like well I can't tell you everything some of it is top secret I'd get in trouble at work or whatever and they're like there is no need for you to talk to us these Daleks have different voices That's they do have different voices, voices yeah uh, and they have names too they do have which names is weird. which we'll, it's we will get into later. later. But uh, so they suck his brain out, and they suck his they brain a, out with their plungers, and then uh, now they little... have a they have a British uh, education, I guess. <laughs> like they know they know the history from the perspective of of British uh, schooling from a guy who is like really really into the British Empire. Uh huh. So they're they're like, we should not do this. We should go protect the Queen. <laughs> Let's protect the Queen. Protect the Queen. Protect, protect the, the queen. queen. Protect the Queen. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we, he gets three plungers sucking onto his head and it's then we really cut a little bit later to his like shriveled desiccated. up corpse. Oh, it's horrible. What a way to go. Poor Dr. I didn't Singh. know the plungers were that powerful. I mean, the doc- uh, Make fun the- of our plungers, will you? <laughs> oh my god. There's the thing I can't wait to talk about later, uh, speaking about the Daleks and their capabilities. But um, this is this is cool because I I I think it was a little ambiguous in Army of Ghosts at the end of the episode like the Cybermen and the Daleks what what are they doing together you know like are they working yeah. together is this going to be like a they they're allies but the but it like breaks down or something no we go to the Cybermen uh who are just like what is that like what the hell? We're picking up weird signals, strange energy readings, or whatever from the sphere chamber. Unknown technology. Let's go. Let's go see what's going on down there. So he sends to uh, he being the cyber leader. By I the love way, the cyber leader sends two cybermen to investigate the the room that the Daleks are in. And uh, meanwhile, the Daleks uh, learn from the now dead Doctor Singh. That there is another species invading Earth right now besides them. I so, kind of love that. I, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure that the the connection between these two things is the the like rift in in space. 
mm-hmm. uh, like the rip, rift between two universes. But I do think it's very, very funny that the Daleks just so happened to have invaded the second that the Cybermen like showed up and started also invading. That's yeah, just very funny. I- as a reminder, the the Cybermen were in like another dimension, and they basically were just like punching away at the at the fabric of reality to burst through into this universe. And yeah, I think I think the idea is that they formed this breach, and the weakening of the fabric of reality allowed the Daleks to come out of the quote unquote void. Into Which, by this the way, dimension. there are four of them. There are and four that's of them. it. There are four of them. There are literally and- four of them. And it's 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 important because uh, uh, well it'll 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 come up soon. But yeah, I think it's kind of interesting. We we do get a sense that the four Daleks who were in the Void Ship, the ship that exists to protect them from the space between dimensions, like they they're kind of out of the loop. So we have to assume that they left like maybe mid time war Cannot to like wait protect to themselves. Report. Cannot wait to report to Scarrow HQ. I miss my wife. I love Scarrow. Hope I the hope. archive is still doing well. <laughs> I Can't hope wait to nobody... read my favorite books. I hope nobody blew it up at least twice. <laughs> uh, and one of the Daleks in the room, Dalek Thay, uh, leaves to investigate. And yeah, I, I kind of flagged that at the time because I was like, I don't think I've heard of any Daleks besides Davros having a name. But and Davros is like the big, he's like a, he's not even really a Dalek. He's just a guy. Yeah, he like kind him. of, as I recall, I think he was sort of behind the creation of the Daleks. Something like that. And he also is like a horrible man in a, in a big suit with a, with a big Dalek head. Mm-hmm. We he's love it. Head but yeah. Yeah. So the fact that this Dalek has a name is a little unusual and we'll come back to Very that in a bit. strange. He just rolls out uh, to, I guess, parlay with the Cyberman and. See well, what's they don't. Up. They don't know what's going yeah, on exactly, right. but they bump into the Cyberman, the Cyberman in the hallway, and now it's time for a Robo roast so battle. A little smackdown. I love so this good. scene so much. Um, they're just like they're just like trading. Little insults. My favorite part is when the Cybermen are... Uh, first, the Cybermen try to uh, unite, if I remember correctly. They want to ally mm-hmm. with the Daleks and, and you know, take over the universe. And uh, the Daleks are like, no, fuck you. Well, the and way then, that... <laughs> because the, the, they're, like, both ordering each other, like, identify uh, yourself. No, right, you. right, 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 right. Oh and they're my like, God, I'm not so going funny. to identify myself until you identify yourself. And then the Cybermen kind of change the subject and say, like, we are going to modify... Or what? It's like, we order you to modify your illogical Daleks form. do not modify their forms! And then it it's was, like, oh, you are a Dalek then. You just told us you're Daleks. God Fuck. damn it! <laughs> And then they're like, and then uh, at some point, the Cybermen's like, there are five million Cybermen and only four Daleks. And then the Dalek is like, we could defeat you with only one yeah. Dalek. Yeah, ha, sa- ha, ha, ha. the Cyberman says, uh, you would destroy the Cybermen with four Daleks. And the Dalek oh, yeah. says, we would destroy the Cybermen with one Dalek. Hell yeah. I'm like, so, <laughs> what are, I'm like, What are yeah. some other good ones? Uh, uh, our species are similar, though your design is inelegant. Daleks have no concept of elegance. <laughs> this is obvious. 
I love the idea. I love the idea that Cybermen have like a little bit of, uh, they do have a little bit of passion for the craft in them. They're like, they, they love their forms. They think they're, they're, they look great. They're proud to be Cybermen. Meanwhile, the Daleks have, they just like truly don't give a shit. Um, except right, they the Cybermen think- love being Cybermen. The Daleks hate that anything exists that isn't a Dalek. <laughs> so, like, very similar, but a little bit they, different. They come at it from a little different bit of a way. God, this scene is so funny. Good job. Good job with this one, Rust- Rusty. It's really funny. We get a, an extremely epic line from the Dalek leader when it goes, You Cybermen are superior to Daleks in only one way. You are better at being killed. <laughs> I love them. I love the Daleks so much. I I can't wait for like future episodes to just like truly ruin them and make them not funny anymore. Well, or fun you are cool. You Daleks, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you over the smell of toilet stank off your stupid plunger <laughs> attachment. I know your weakness, Dalek. It is a baseball bat. Are you we crying, don't... or is it just those stupid teardrop marks on your stupid helmet? Do you want me to bring up the Cyber Girl episode? No, we do not speak of Cyber Girl. If you don't know about Cyber Girl, Sam, you'll know about it eventually. It's, we it's Daleks a... are blessed with only one eye. The better to not have to look at your ugly mug. <laughs> at least we did not fall for the doctor's trick with the hand of Omega. <laughs> don't talk about, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> the hand of Omega thing was supposed to be off limits for this roast battle. <laughs> That's taking it too far. My wife died in the explosion. <laughs> We're back upstairs with Jackie. I do um, also need to uh, uh-huh. give, give a, a real... Uh, <laughs> I need to chastise Mickey here. <laughs> because we're enjoying this great robo roast battle, and then Mickey leans over to Rose and goes, "It's like Stephen Hawking meets the speaking clock," which is really not necessary. Not necessary. We we go. The scene was when you do a funny scene, and then you have another character go, "Huh, this is pretty funny." Also, to be like, "Haha, Stephen Hawking has a computer oh, yeah. voice." Oh yeah, he has a computer voice. Right? Good one, Mickey. Who would who would have thought? Um, I don't know. That, I don't know that it was entirely called for to compare Stephen Hawking to a to Dalek. A Dalek. <laughs> kind of fucked up. They don't up, even Mickey. kind of. They don't even kind of remotely sound like no, like that either. Like Daleks just sound like a like a like a weird British man. Actually, really nasty that you said that. Yeah, just wrong too. Just just objectively wrong. And as an American, um, I'm not familiar with the speaking clock, so I can't say whether yeah, that I don't was know what good that or is. not. Uh, upstairs in, in the, uh, in the, like, upstairs room with the, with the portal and stuff, uh, the Jackie is like, Rose is definitely dead. She told me about the Daleks. The Daleks are so scary and bad. Um, she's definitely dead. And the doctor's like, hey, give, give me your phone. Give me he your calls phone. Rose. He sees that she answers. She doesn't say anything, but like, yeah, she just silently presses accept call. And then he starts like listening. Um, he catches the phrase Genesis Arc. He, he he figures that if Rose is still alive, the Dalek must need her for something. Right. Um, oh, and then I guess this is where we get more, we get more, uh, Dalek, uh, Cybermen Smackdown. We kind of, we kind of did all of it in one go, but it's, it's cutting back too and forth. Too excited. Yeah, too fun. Um, too fun and f- funny. Uh, and then, uh, 
as they as they leave, as they turn on, like back in the sphere room. Well, we should mention that the two Cybermen try to attack the one Dalek and are oh yeah they get blasted. immediately killed. The Daleks, folks, their armor is no joke. It's polycarbide. That that I mean that's real. That's got a lifetime warranty on More it. More than one carbide. Mm-hmm. Um. Back in the sphere room, the other Daleks, like, turn off... You fucking Cybermen and your monocarbide armor! Ha 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 ha! Uh, they, they, like, turn off view screen to the Cybermen, the Cyber Leader, or whatever, and, uh, and they see... Um, they see they catch the a glimpse the, of the doctor standing behind the They don't the know cyber the leader. doctor in this form, though, clearly. Right. They, they don't know who he is, but they're like, something... Heart feet detected, increasing. Yeah, they. Who they, is this man? No, 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 no. That's not what happened. They huh? they notice the doctor and they start discussing whether or not he's an enemy and a threat that they need right. to deal with. And when they start saying that, they notice that Rose's, Rose's heart rate heartbeat. increases. So they're like, they they're like, you know something, human. Oh yeah, and they go, female heart rate increasing, and Mickey goes, <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Not the time, so, Mickey. Whether not or not time. this is the original Mickey that we remember from episode one, this is a Mickey who is very jealous of the Doctor either way. Some things never change. Uh, I like how you said that's not what happened, even though that's exactly what happens in less words. No, uh, no, no, you, I, maybe I misheard you then. I thought you said probably. the Doctor's heart rate was increasing. No, 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 no. It's just Rose's heart rate in the room increases when, anyway. Uh, Rose does a, like a... TV tropes style, <laughs> like reason he rocks speech or something about the doctor. Uh, but I do love that when Rose mentions the doctor, all the Daleks back up. They just little, scoot back. They're just like, bit. ah, <laughs> we hate that yeah, guy. Rose is like, huh, looks like one doctor is scarier than five million Cybermen. <laughs> it's a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, transitive property there. So um, this is uh, interesting to me, because correct me if I'm wrong, Army of Ghosts and this are the only times we've seen the Cybermen, right? I don't remember if we even saw them in Once Upon Time. I know they were mentioned. Yes, um, that is this is This has been our only Cyberman episode so yeah. far. So I, I'm still trying to learn exactly what their deal is, and... I'm getting the sense, and I guess you don't have to confirm or deny if I'm wrong or right, but it sounds like the Cybermen are human brains in robotic bodies, and the idea of them is that, for whatever reason, they believe that humans are inferior because of their emotions, so if they just take the brain out and put it in a robotic casing... You can just circumvent stupid emotions, and you can you can be efficient, elegant, and stylish. Cool looking. Stylish. I think. Yes. Yeah. I guess. I guess the Cybermen are just kind of Borg, Borgy in that way. That means nothing they to just, me. But yeah, they're they're always saying okay. stuff about like we we're going to upgrade you. We're going to upgrade the universe. You are illogical and inelegant. Well, maybe you've heard of the Star Trek aliens that are want to assimilate the Borg, like they want to assi- they want to make everything a Cyberman. Okay, um, yeah, I, I know vaguely what the Borg are, but I don't okay. really know anything about them. Anyway, uh, do they have a cube? They do have a cube. They do have. Okay, a I actually cube. know everything about them then. 
Okay, so uh, they uh, they take uh, Yvonne and they make her a, a cool Cyberman, uh, and she uh, clearly loves it because she's screaming in joy as they do it. Well, they um, they're going to quote emergency upgrade Yvonne, Jackie, and the Doctor, uh, but they but notice he, that the Doctor, they're like something about like he his adrenaline is increased or something, so they're like he must know something. Let's take him away. And upgrade Yvonne and Jackie. Um, and the Daleks, meanwhile... I, like that, I love that the Daleks have, like, heart rate sensors and the Cybermen have, like, adrenaline sensors. Guys, if different... you could just put aside your differences, you could They're be the so, best of pals. They could be so, so good together. I do love that, though. I think that's great that they are both so similar in what they want to do, but there's, like... Just one difference that is so it's fundamental the that they, are... it's like, and it's not even a question. Like, there's no way they could ever put it aside. The Daleks just hate everybody that isn't right. a Dalek. Right. And the, the Cybermen think that the Daleks are ugly. <laughs> so. But we already saw that the, the Cybermen were willing to work with them. It's just that the Daleks hate everything that isn't a Dalek. So therefore, this alliance would never happen. That's true. The Cybermen are prepared to ally with the Daleks, but the Daleks would never ally with anything. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so yeah, they um the Daleks are just like I don't we don't care about the Cybermen right now. Like they are they are literally not a threat to the four of us. If if all 15 million of them or was it 5 million? 5 million. Okay. Uh sorry, Chris. Uh if all five million of them, like, marched into this room right now, we wouldn't be concerned. So they just get back to work on the Genesis arc. Uh, and, yeah, uh, Yvonne tells Jackie as they're, like, in line to be upgraded. She's like, I think that they're taking the brain out and putting it in a suit of armor. I think that the Cybermen who are holding us to- holding us hostage right now were probably Torchwood people who worked for me. Uh and Jackie's like, great, so this is all your fault. And Yvonne One of them, says, no, I did my duty for queen and country. I did my duty. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, queen Woo! and country. Yeah, I'm a Cyberman now. <laughs> uh, the, sa- the tragic thing about the Cybermen, though, is they let your bones breathe for the briefest of moments, and then they probably just throw them in the garbage. Um, The doctor is 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 get, get, get gotten by the Cybermen. And they say that emotion is bad. Um, the doctor and- is like just looking at something off screen, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anyway, and then, and then uh, a bunch of guys appear, like a bunch of like a bunch of cool like space guys appear with big guns, so you know that they're from the future. Or something. Yeah, I just called them space marines. They're actually not from the future. <laughs> they're from the present, but they're from a different universe, and they have giant cool guns that kill cybermen mm-hmm. and uh and then uh i love when this happens this is a fun thing about our podcast format is that a guy appears and he <gasps> goes hey jake? doctor it's me jake and then you go jake, huh what are you doing here jake 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 yeah we're definitely going to be on jake watch which means we will eventually <laughs> watch an start- episode with jake uh, for the rest of the podcast, so I'm just doing Jake's Gambit. <laughs> I have to assume that Jake is not a very important character, even in the episode that he was in originally, because he doesn't really get any resolution. I think the last thing that he does in this episode is when they're, like, running away, he's like, why not try the elevator? 
<laughs> I think that's his last line. That's his superpowers. He knows about elevators. <laughs> um, In an alternate reality where everyone remembers elevators. So he explains that they're here the same way the Cybermen got in. So there was like a year where there was like four extra ghosts around and what maybe one of them he's like don't you recognize me i'm the i'm the mp from nottingham shropshire shire it's me jake i got elected because i'm a ghost the- i'm from shireshire i'm from shireshire uh but no they have these like cool and by cool i mean really not cool they kind of look like you could buy one at, at toys r us rest in peace um, speaking of, you know, where I got my diving bell as a kid. Um, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You're, you're a little younger than me, so you wouldn't remember diving bells are us, which went out of business <laughs> when the diving bell started to decline in popularity. <laughs> they were still popular, but you know, you just couldn't get them. You couldn't justify the, a, a diving a bells sp- only store. <laughs> <laughs> they have these big yellow buttons that they wear around their neck on chains. They look like the easiest game of Simon. Uh-huh. Um, I've been just watching... like a white plastic disc with one big yellow button. I've been watching uh, a bit of the show Common Rider Geats, which is my first exposure to Common Rider, and I don't know nice. if this is like an all the time Common Rider thing, but like in that show, all their like weapons and their little belts and stuff uh, just look like plastic toys that you could buy. Maybe they even <laughs> That's are. That's very common writer, yes. Yeah, maybe those even are the toys that they sell are just those, the same ones they use. Anyway, that's what this thing looks like. It looks like you could get your cool human space marine <laughs> epic button, and it's just Oh my this- god, that's the strat, though, is be like, we're gonna make collectible objects from the show that you can buy in real life, but let's just make them look as boring and basic as possible so they're cheaper right. to produce. They definitely they definitely sold little they definitely sold sonic screwdrivers. That's like just a good piece of merch right there. Uh, sure. it doesn't do anything, but like neither should well, the that's Sonic weird. It should do everything. <laughs> you should be able to point it at the ground and, and enter your own time stream. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, yeah, he, he says that they came through the breach using these Simon games. Uh, <laughs> we go back to Jackie, uh, who is about to get upgraded, but the Cybermen get distracted because they detect that Cyber Leader 1 has been no. killed by Jake. And one of them goes, no, Cyber Leader 1 is dead, shit. I well, am the new Cyber IMB. Leader. Yeah, downloading I... Cyber Leader brain. I promoting himself to new cyber leader because you think that Jackie's going to escape because the one is like preoccupied being downloaded, but it just looks like they're having a conversation with each other. They're just like two Cybermen talking, and then Jackie just walks away. Mm-hmm. Like installing firmware update. Please do not run away. <laughs> um, we're back with we're back upstairs with Jake. She runs um, away. If yeah. that wasn't clear. Oh, by the way, throughout this entire episode, the doctor is putting his th- 3D glasses on and off. We do <laughs> actually get a resolution to what he's doing, but... like, Yeah, he- but we've seen... It- oh, no, it was Army of Ghosts where he did it before, wasn't it? Yeah. Because I-, I was like, yeah, we've seen him with these 3D glasses all the time. But no, it's just that episode, huh? Um, he explains to them that hopping between universes is a really bad idea, and you shouldn't do it, and it's hard, it's impossible also, you can't do it, and then Jake is like, actually, our Torchwood did it, and it, they look like this, and I really yes, wish that's right. they the didn't. doctor, to your point about the guns from earlier, the doctor is like, there's no way that you and your dimension could have technology like this already, 
And yeah, he basically just says like, well, our version of Torchwood was not preoccupied with fighting aliens all the time, so we just like really, really accelerated our technology. Our, our Torchwood also isn't like huge turbo racist imperialists. But Which yeah, the doctor cool. the doctor tells him repeatedly that jumping between these dimensions is very bad. Like every time Don't you do it. it, you damage you like pull the breach open a little more, and if that happens enough, then both dimensions are gonna fall into the void, which he describes a few times as basically it's like hell. Which I think is really a funny and loaded uh, statement to make in the same series as uh, Satan Pit. Because, <laughs> like, we already know that hell is just a big hole in the ground where a big demon lives with two faces. Yeah. Uh, so um, the doctor says, please do not take me to your dimension. And Jake says, okay. And, they, and, they, and he takes them to his dimension. dimension. And then they get there and the building is, like, all fucked up. And you go, damn, what happened here? And then he says, uh, oh, this is Earth. It's actually better. <laughs> It's actually better because the People's Republic took control of Torchwood. And yes, we they found out that Torchwood was bad, and they took control and made Torchwood really, really cool in this universe. And then they like look at the like everything. Is it's just funny cool though because they Earth. appear in this because the Torchwood office in the in the Doctor's universe is like bright white, clean aperture science type shit. And then they they go to this other version of Torchwood, and the lights are dim, and the the lab looks, like, kind of messier, and you're like, oh, shit, this is, like, the fallen universe where everything's bad, and it's like, no, just the lights are dim in this room. We're actually in a new golden age. They, like, look out the window, and everything rocks, and then, oh, also Pete Tyler, Rose's dad, is here, parallel universe version of him in a suit, and and he's, but he's, like, a little bit edgy. Um, and then, uh, he says he's in charge. No, he says he's, like, in charge here in this situation. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're getting a sense that the Doctor has maybe, he's, he's definitely met some of these characters before. Because, yeah. I'm assuming that he's been to this dimension. I think, I think we've been, we've heard some things here and there. Yeah. That they've come Um, to this dimension before. But, yeah, Pete says, like... This time I know who you are. So yeah, I, I'm assuming we've met this parallel Pete before. Um, uh-huh. We go back to Mickey and Rose, uh, and Mickey has one of the same dimension Simons, uh-huh. and says, "Well, this could take one of us away, but I'm not leaving without you." And Rose says, "You're the bravest man I've ever met." And he says, "What about the doctor?" And she says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Never mind." You're the bravest human I've ever met, Mickey. <laughs> Poor Mickey. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. Uh, and then, uh, and then he's like, well, once they find out I'm not useful, they'll kill me. And Rose says, well, maybe that actually means you are useful in some way. Right. She, you like, must be some, useful or they would have killed you already. She uses some bl- brain exploration. She remembers uh, to an episode we haven't seen yet called Dalek that I'm excited to watch one day that she woke a Dalek up. By touching it with her with her handprint, it like active. It was like fucked up and dead and like all rusty and gross. And then she like touched it, and then it woke up and it came. Started back to having life. a rave. It was <laughs> party time. <laughs> uh, and then the doctor, she says that the doctor told her that going through time, you absorb a lot of the background radiation from the TARDIS. It's usually harmless, but during the time war, the doc, the Daleks learned how to harness the time background energy uh for their own energy source so yeah maybe, so she she says 
you and I are probably like sort of a power source to them right now. And that's why they're keeping us alive. Because they've both been traveling through time before. And Mickey says, well, why would the Daleks build this ark if they can't open it themselves? And one of the Daleks overhears them and it's like, we didn't make it, you idiots. This is from the Time Lords. It's all that survived from Gallifrey, except for all the other things that we've seen surviving from Gallifrey. I guess they just don't know about the Doctor or his TARDIS. I don't well, know. Well, Gallifrey doesn't exist anymore, remember? It was put into a painting. <laughs> yeah. That was a cool episode. It was a cool episode. Um, we're uh, back but in, yeah, they, we're they back. say that the Ark contains the future. We're back in the in in uh, alternate parallel Earth, and uh, Pete is like ta- t- basically telling the Doctor what's up, um, that um all those cybermen that were in the last episode that everyone's seen and you we definitely saw it because we watched the show like normal human beings um you know they all got locked up uh but eventually they 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 infiltrated torchwood and then uh they, they used the torchwood like breach machine or whatever yeah. to enter the doctor's world and i thought this was kind of interesting is that they say uh Three years ago in Pete's world, the Cybermen left, but in the Doctor's world, they only just arrived. So the Doctor suspects, like, they've been kind of slowly pushing through the breach for three years, Mm -hmm. but then once they all came out, it just, like, tore the breach open, and now people can just, like, hop back and forth with these Simon games. He also mentions that, um, that Mickey left early. Yes, which is another another sign that this is probably alternate dimension Mickey. Wait, but it could also be that... No, 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 no. Why would it be alternate dimension? Why would alternate dimension... Because, like, in this one, I mean, we see later when this happens and they both completely... He completely goes back on what he said. But, like, this Pete is like, that's not my Jackie. So why would... Why would... Why would alternate universe Mickey, parallel universe Mickey so desperately want to find this person that he'd ever met especially because when they're talking it seems like they already know each other i think that's just i think that that's just regular mickey i mean I'm not that, that, that is possible i've been assuming that because here, okay mean, here's here's yeah. my timeline that i've kind of vaguely constructed okay mm-hmm. in my mind our mickey has died he is already. he is our he is our mickey he's he's my mickey get away okay Rose and the Doctor end up in this alternate reality somehow. She meets alternate Mickey, and in this reality, Rose is dead. So alternate Mickey is like, oh my god, it's Rose. Our Rose says, oh my god, it's Mickey. And that's why Mickey then chooses to come back to her reality. That's what I've been assuming. And the reason I think that is because Pete... Well, he he says like... Mickey left this reality before the others to go find Rose, which makes me think that this is a member of his team, you know? That's my, say, I'm, I'm prepared to be wrong. That's just how I've been kind see, of See, I don't know if I'm, like, able to contribute to this, because I don't remember this, but I did see the show before. But I feel like if they had already been to this parallel universe at some point, for some reason, right, surely... I mean, it's possible that Mickey got left behind for some reason. Yeah, and well, then that's he just yeah. Found the technology to come back, and but he came back, and now he was like cool and had a big gun. I guess the other reason is that Mickey and the Mickey that we're seeing in these two episodes is cool and has a big gun. So I'm like, well, that can't be the Mickey we know. <laughs> <laughs> but it does that guy was never cool or had a big gun. 
characters cannot grow. They cannot become cool. They I mean, definitely, Mickey can't. Mickey definitely can't get a bit. I mean, but what an arc for Mickey that he started off getting <laughs> eaten by a big trash can that burps. And then, you know, two series later, he's cool and has a big gun. Like, wow. That's a, that's a really, uh, that's a, that's a really a character growth if you think about it. Uh huh. Uh, but yeah, the doctor is like, why do you seem so dismissive of Rose? She's your daughter. And he's like, that's not my daughter. She's just the daughter of some dead man. Some doo doo sucked. Um, and then he's like, hey, look, Earth rules. Everything rules here. Harriet Jones is president. And then the doctor's like, uh, uh I'd keep an eye on that one. We yeah, don't he need Torchwood the- anymore because she just blew up every alien that ever existed. <laughs> He says that Earth is in a new golden age of peace, uh, but the truth is that the climate is changing rapidly, but he's like, I don't think that this is, like, natural. I think that the breach is what's causing the climate I to kinda change. Love, I kind of love that Pete is like, Earth is in a new golden age. Everything rules. There's peace all on Earth. Uh, look at all. We have cool uh, blimps in the air, so you know that we're, like, in the future. Because <laughs> nothing, nothing is more futuristic than a blimp. Everybody also, knows this. Also, nothing bad has ever happened involving a blimp. Uh, and then he's like, but it's not all It's not all good. You go, oh, there's going to be, like, a dark secret. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's because of going through the parallel dimensions, the climate is changing. If we stop that... I mean, then well, we I, would truly be living in a paradise. I think that that's funny, and I think that that is an intentional sort of seeding that they're doing of, like, hypothetically, anyone who ends up in this reality, if the breach closes, very would nice. be, like, so set. It's way better. Things are there's really pe- cool here, actually. There's a so people's like, republic. The people have power. It's the like, only it's like problems the, that we have. Also, there's no Cybermen anymore. No the spi- only problems they, that we have are related to the breach being open. So if someone could just close the breach, this, this would be like, like a utopia, really. Is this like Star Trek level, like luxury space communism? That I don't know, Jordan. I haven't seen it. I'm just asking, like, is when he says there's a people's republic and the people, did they, are they just like, every, everyone's going to be... Just chilling up in space with their cool... I think, it, I think it is. Their cool theater kid costumes. I think it is. This is how it happens. But um, the doctor, again, says, like, you have to stop traveling between these worlds. It's not supposed to be possible. The breach is just going to keep widening and widening, and then both worlds are going to be destroyed. And Pete says, well, can you fix the breach? And the doctor's like, yeah, you'd like that if we left your five million Cybermen stranded on our Earth. And Pete's like, yeah, I would. <laughs> that would, be, that would sounds be, really good. pretty cool. I mean, they did, they did leave. Um, but the doctor's like, hey, Pete. Don't you want a wife? Are you are you horny? lonely? Do you want to get? Because I've got a perfectly good. I've got Jackie. I've got a. He's like Jackie, and he's very much like that's not my Jackie. It's not the same Jackie. Hashtag not my wife. Hashtag not my wife. This is not my beautiful wife. <laughs> this is literally not my beautiful wife. Uh, and then he's just like. There's more important things at stake than me finding a beautiful wife. Me, the richest and most powerful man in the world. I can't find a wife. Um, Grimes left me. The way that the doctor is like, you know, you are a lonely Pete, and I've got a lonely Jackie. And Pete's like, oh, she she stayed faithful. She never found another man. Well, oh yeah, Mickey is like, no, it's later. It's later when they meet, and then... uh, and, and he asks her that, and she says, like, I, nothing ever worked out. And then Mickey does, like, a funny, funny face, because well. 
Jackie was just getting plowed left, right, and center all the time. Uh, Which, yeah, like, good, Pete, for her, good for her, by the way. Good for her. Good for her. Pete says, uh, yeah, there's, there's, I need your help. And the doctor is kind of reassured by Pete's belief in him. And he's like, yeah, all right. All right. I, I'll figure I something could, out. I think I could, I think I could fight five million Cybermen. So we they just pop back to over to Dr. Torchwood. We just need one of your big guns in a very narrow hallway. Hey. And then I could just, yeah. I don't know if this will ever be addressed in fiction. Mm? Do they know that Torchwood is an anagram of Doctor Who? No, I don't think so. Is that is that just something for the something for the viewers? I think that's just something for the fans, something for the keen-eyed viewers. All right, cool. Um, anyway, he gets to work on computers and stuff. He I gets mean, in it, contact with Jackie. Uh, was it Torchwood Institute founded by like Queen Victoria after she met the Doctor or something? So it could be entirely possible that that's like intentional thing. Yeah, but, but the question of <laughs> The phrase Doctor Who and what uh, it is well, canonically well, is a real can of worms. I mean, listen. He don't loves say hearing it, it out loud. I was going to say, don't say it to him, Harold. Cream his jeans. <laughs> we saw that last week. It was disgusting. He'll bust in his bow tie. <laughs> He'll fill his fez. Oh, God. That thing's pretty big. It's really big. Uh, I have two two hearts and 26 balls. <laughs> All the better to fill my fence with, my dear. Uh, they go back to Torchwood. Uh, they call up Jackie. Uh, he, I love when, I love when he's like, "Where are you?" And she's like, "I'm on some stairs." And he says, he's "Like, which, well, which like, staircase?" Well, there's a fire extinguisher. Fire extinguisher. He's like, "Okay." She, they find out where she is. Never mind, uh, Jackie. Bye. They're they're gonna go uh, get her. Once again, I don't know why the doctor's trying to play like parallel universe matchmaker so bad. I he knows he knows what's gonna happen at the end of the episode and he's just trying to set everything up to be as perfect as possible. I yeah, guess. I think he's just kinda trying to get parallel Pete like on his side a little bit yeah. more. Uh and yeah, he's like Oh, I was just talking to Jacqueline, Andrea, Suzette, Tyler, and Pete's like, Huh? Well, that's not my wife then. And the doctor's like, no, I was at your wedding. <laughs> you got her name wrong. Dude. Pete. 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 I do love that Pete just kind of sucks. Like, you know, no matter what universe, you just kinda, he just kind of sucks. Hey, he's a great fit for Jackie. Uh-huh. Hey! Jackie rules. What are you talking about? I know, Is but she, she also kind of sucks. She... Doesn't suck. She's really cool, and she has a great taste in coffee tables. <laughs> I I think that the by the way, I do think that during the invasion, the coffee table in her house probably definitely broke. Yeah, a Dalek rolls into <laughs> her apartment and just blasts her coffee table and leaves. This part's insane. By the way, uh, is when the doctor uh, <laughs> the doctor's like Jake, give me your gun, and then he like tinkers with it for a second. And he's like, now I can kill Daleks. I made it work. Okay, so this is, first of all, it's bullshit in that it does it, yeah. In that it's, it's an ass pull that sucks. But also, it's not true. It's not true. No Daleks get killed in this episode, really. I, maybe, maybe we misunderstood and he was just saying that it can, like, hurt Daleks now. Mm hmm. But yeah, he's like, oh, this, this is a really sick gun. Yeah, let me tweak it and it'll be able to, uh, like, get through the polycarbide armor or whatever. We then cut straight to him uh, approaching some Cybermen with a white flag that he made, like, out of, like, popsicle sticks and printer paper or something. I love that. It was funny. And he's like, I surrender to you a good idea. Ha ha. 
we go back to the Daleks in the sphere room and uh, touch they- the ark or the human male dies. And she's like, she's like, okay, I'll touch, I'll touch it, I'll touch it, but. Don't you want to know what happened this is to the a, Emperor? This is a fucking crazy thing that I did not even remotely remember. I mean, unless she's lying, which I guess it could be a lie. She might be lying, because I be can lying. imagine this being a stall tactic, but she might also she have spoiled that, the hit says, episode Dalek. She, she says that, uh, the, that, that Davros, the Dalek Emperor, survived. Uh, she, well, she's like, don't you want to know what happened to the Emperor? And they're like, uh, did the Emperor survive? And she's like, yeah. Until he met me. I fucking I, blew his weird, stupid brains out of his weird, okay, fucked up head. I guess the detail of, I poured the time vortex into his head, that seems like, th- that's not a thing she made up. That's probably something that happened. Sounds pretty made up to me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> everything like on the show. once upon time type I shit. reversed the polarity of his life and turned him dead. <laughs> like, he died. I mean, if it turns out that this is all made up, that's That'd really, really funny. good. Uh, sure. I destroyed the Emperor of the Daleks with the Time Vortex, and they're like, I don't know what that is, but it doesn't sound made up. I love every time. I think she's serious. This is what I love about Davies' era, uh, Doctor Who, is I feel like every time the Daleks show up, they get even more deader than they were in the pre- <laughs> Because it's like the first one, there was just one Dalek, right? We, I mean, I, I mean, we saw it in that one episode. Oh, and found now four more. Oh, they're dead. And then, they're dead. Well, to be fair, one of them activates time vortex at the end, so there's one left. But then we find out that at some point, Rose killed oh, the Emperor right. of the Dalek. Like, she killed their Emperor. It's like, how much deader can the Daleks get I'm besides still, the time that... The, the, I'm besi- still like, really curious if that literally means Davros the slimy-faced man. I think it is Davros, right? I don't know He's who... The, I, he is the Emperor, yeah? We saw him in Remembrance of the Daleks. He was the Emperor. He was the big head mode Dalek, and then he was in there. And then, I guess Rose I thought he died in that episode, but I also thought no, no, all no, the Daleks no, no. died yeah, in that episode. They all died in that episode. I, I think that he was like, escape, get away from the bomb, and then the bomb went off and it's unclear. But also, they retconned that entire episode. And just brought the Daleks back and said that there was like a fake Scarrow or a second Scarrow. He was him. safe because the Seventh Doctor's supernova bomb or whatever it was is really powerful to get through polycarbide armor, but it can't get through Davros's nasty face. <laughs> it's too he's too nasty to die. Also, he had his big head on. <laughs> <laughs> Protected by the big head. Six solid feet of polycarbide. <laughs> Unkillable. Okay. So uh so she laughs. I like about th- this is a great scene though. Rose is being uh-huh. really epic. She like laughs in the Dalek's face. She's like, "Oh yeah." She says like, "I poured the time vortex straight into the Emperor's she knows- head and turned him to dust." Did you get that? She she knows that she's dying at the end of this episode apparently, and then she's like, "I'm winning every award this week." I mean, she's gonna be like do backflips and front flips, and then she's gonna like kill a bunch of Daleks. She just wants all the <laughs> companion awards before she goes. She wants to sweep Rose. Yeah. Sweep. Uh, um, so uh, they are furious. They're like, "Okay, we're gonna kill her. We don't need her anyway. We've got this other guy." But then, uh oh, she successfully stalled. The Doctor is here. Uh, the Daleks say, whatever, you're unarmed, you're powerless, and the Doctor says, unarmed doesn't mean powerless, bitch. Uh, he says hi to Rose, and he fist bumps Mickey Mick Mickey, which is another sign that this is not the Mickey we know, because he remembers his name. <laughs> Rickety Brick Ricky. Um, and then- I do like when the, he, like, fist bumps Mickey, and the Daleks go, social interaction will cease. How did you survive the time war? 
I fought, okay, this kind of, I was kind of digging this because first of all, apparently the fall of Arcadia is like a multi-reference event that he says he was yeah. there for the fall of Arcadia. I think, I think it makes sense that Day of the Doctor was like yeah. expanding on stuff that they had already referenced. How did you survive? I fought alongside the singing man. He saved my ass in the fall of Arcadia. <laughs> he was there. I turned not into John Hurt and became really we, cool. We do not speak about the singing man, Doctor! But Rose uh, informs the doctor. She's like, I don't think that these are the same kind of Daleks that we're used to. They have, yeah, names. they have names. And the four Daleks just go around the room introducing themselves. Dalek roll call! <laughs> I'm Faye. I'm Sek. I'm Jast. I'm Khan. And, and we the are the cult says, of Scotto. Yes, the doctor says, aha. If these Daleks have names, they must be the Cult of Scarrow, a secret... I love the concept of this. It is a secret order of four Daleks who outrank even the Emperor, the only Daleks who are allowed to think on a higher level so that they can develop new and better ways of killing everybody. Apparently, instant kill laser is not good enough. They need... I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what they want. But the doctor adds that he's he's never seen the Genesis arc. He doesn't know what it is. He's like, yeah. I don't know every single thing. Like, I'm the last Time Lord, but that doesn't mean I know every Time Lord thing. So he does not know what this thing is. Uh, but mm-hmm. the Daleks say that Time Lord science will bring back the Daleks. And the doctor continues to ponder that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he starts taunting them. It's time for another roast battle. Because mm-hmm. he tells them that they will never fuck. Oh, yeah. They don't get fucked. They don't got it in there. You're what, are you ta- the, what are you talking about? He says, like, the 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 one thing that you need to get this thing open oh, is, is the one thing you can never experience. Touch. I think and he that says, like, is... no wonder you're always screaming. <laughs> I feel like Daleks can't do a lot of things. Like, they never know how to, like, eat a, a delicious hot dog. Like, they don't know how to ride bicycles. There's a lot of things. Oh, I'd love to see him try, though. (laughs) Like a little bicycle, like a little tiny bicycle, Mm -hmm. like the one that Krusty the Clown rides. Um, And then uh, and then he pulls out his sonic screwdriver and then they're like, what would you do with that silly thing? And he's like, you don't know what it's capable of. (laughs) And then he opens the time That's very, very different from how the scene goes. (laughs) They say, what are you going to do with that thing? It's harmless. And he says, yeah, it is. That's what I love about it. It's not Uh, a weapon, but it's very good at opening doors. (laughs) And then then he points it at the ground and he opens their time stream? No. He opens the door, and the Space Marines charge in alongside the Cybermen, and they start attacking the Daleks. Pete runs in and grabs Rose. They escape with the Doctor, but uh-oh. And then, and then, yeah, Mickey just falls over and puts a perfect handprint on the on the Genesis arc. You know, it's really convenient in this scene. Mickey, like, gets out with the rest of them. All the humans and the Doctor escape unharmed, and all the Cybermen are destroyed. <laughs> Yeah, good for them. Uh, and then uh, they're like, the Genesis I, like, has I been love activated. though that they were like, what will be the ramifications of the Doctor allying with the Cybermen? Not applicable. <laughs> um, None. Uh, the Daleks are like, we need an area of 30 square miles to activate. I love that the Dal- Daleks use Imperial units, by the way. Which is really funny. Well, they, learned it. Because they learned it from Dr. Singh. 
Because, because, um, earlier in the episode, when they were watching the TV screen, they do they mention like, rails. Rails, yeah, they're like, go back three rails, so they have their own unit for time or whatever, but they yeah, don't have the, they never, like, they never really thought about space, though, until they now. They never got, they never got distance down. Well, remember, this is Time Lord technology, so it doesn't mm. use Dalek units of measurement. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Uh... When they run away, Mickey's like, sorry for touching it. I, Humans I just look dis- Time Lord, and also they use Time Lord units of distance. He apologizes to the doctor for activating the thing, and the doctor's like, well, if you hadn't done it, they probably would have blown up your son to do it, so it's fine. I think he also kisses Mickey on the head. Yeah, that's also how you know it wasn't uh, original Mickey. Cause he right, because kiss- if it was original Mickey, his head would stink of garbage juice. Because <laughs> if it was original Mickey, he'd still have the mannequin Lego face. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Jackie, meanwhile, she's still running away. She turns a corner and, uh uh-oh, it's a Cyberman, but then it explodes and the smoke clears and her parallel universe husband is standing there with a big gun. (laughs) She looks so good with that big gun, Pete. And the doctor is like, this is not the Pete you know, this is a parallel Pete. He starts to explain what he means by that, but she's just like, shut up. (laughs) The doctor's like... What does he say? He's like, yeah, I figured you would tell me to shut up or something like that. I love when, because they're like asking, she's like, he's like, Jackie, all my crazy schemes in my universe, they worked, and I became the richest man. You know, the Futurama episode where it's like, what is the difference between these two universes is that all coin flips go the other way. Mm -hmm. This is the universe where instead of none of Pete's ideas working, all of his ideas worked. And it's a perfect paradise. It's a perfect paradise. He became so, so rich that he managed to, like, buy Torchwood or something. I don't really know what's going on there. But... Yeah, so she kind of starts to feel a little inferior. She's like, oh my god, this this is a super successful version of my Pete, and I haven't done anything for the past 20 years with she my She bought a coffee table. It. She bought several <laughs> coffee tables. But he's like, hey, you, you raised Rose Tyler, and that's not bad. Uh, you, by the way, Jackie, do you still have that coffee table? <laughs> Pulling on her collar. <laughs> uh, and he's he says that he's very rich, and she says, I don't care about that. How, How rich? rich? And he says, very. And she says, I don't care about that. How very? And he says, sorry, Jackie, you're just not my wife for now. But then they they, they stand there looking at each other from a distance, and then he drops his gun and he runs over and hugs her, and it's sweet. We then cut to the hangar where the they took the Doctor's TARDIS in the first uh, part of this episode, and I love this part where the Doc- Daleks and the Cybermen, the Daleks are dragging their, their funny uh, arc the mm-hmm. Cybermen are trying and failing to kill them, and then some humans show up and just do fuck all to <laughs> Yeah, the Torchwood troops who are just like, we're also here! <laughs> They're just shooting the Cybermen and the Daleks to no effect. <laughs> yeah. They might as well be throwing paintball- like, they might as well be throwing uh, dodgeballs at them. <laughs> the new uh, Cyber Leader orders all the other Cybermen to return to Torchwood Tower. We We need to fight the Daleks. Uh, we, we cut to the family whose home is occupied by a Cyberman, and the Cyberman just starts marching away, and they're like, what's going on? What's going on? I'll um, see you later, Jimmy. Be good. <laughs> the Daleks that were outside the Taj Mahal, did you remember that? They all just, like, that. Leave. That is later, and the reason that it matters that it's later is because something very funny happens with them. Right, okay. Uh, uh, so the doctor kind of like sneaks in and out of the hangar area to like grab these two big metal things. 
Were those the <laughs> things that they used to like move the TARDIS or something? I feel like oh we, maybe I feel like we saw I, those before. I just I'll talk about it later. They're basically big magnets that have a big handle. Do you think the Doctor won that in a hoverboard building contest? <laughs> Might as well. Might as well. Sorry, that's a that's a Kylex Y reference for yeah, it, it is, and it's one that gets really mixed up for me with the fanfic thing because I remember there was. Uh, that guy Nate, who was like Kyle's rival, mm-hmm. but no, that was in the show, right? That was in he the built show, a the he built a rival building. hoverboard, <laughs> the, the hoverboard building contest that Kyle enters because he needs to get really big magnets, and the only way you can get big <laughs> oh my magnets, God, that's right, he needed the big magnets, he needed those big magnets, and Latnock was the only one who had big <laughs> magnets. How? What a choice he had to Please make. Please listen anyway, to Kyle X Y. <laughs> Nobody has ever watched that show, and everyone needs to know about it. The Doctor has two really big, cool magnets that he's got, uh, that he's carrying around for, like, I don't know, a good five to ten minutes before he explains to anybody what they are or why he has them. Yeah. Uh, Um, the, uh, The arc starts to, like, lift up into the air. The Doctor's still trying to figure out what they meant about Time Lord science, uh... So they're like, this is the part that I mentioned earlier where they're like, we got to get up to the roof because they're taking the arc to the sky. So they run back to the stairwell and they start running. And Jake, who I don't even know where he was through all of this, Jake just pokes his head out of the out of some room. And it's just like, guys, you know, there's an elevator, right? And they're like, oh, shit. So they take the elevator up and then they realize what Time Lord tech means. It's bigger it's smaller on the outside. Yes, the arc is bigger on the inside. It pops open and Dalek it's, after Dalek after Dalek pours out of it. It was a prison ship for millions of Daleks. Millions Chris, of Daleks. Chris, Chris, are you taking note, my Chris guy? Taking notes. Millions. I, okay, billions? I'm, I am obsessed, though, with the idea of the concept of arresting a Dalek. Put yeah, imprisoning they a put Dalek. Millions of Daleks into this prison ship? Did the singing man, like, freeze! Put your plunger in the air! You're la, under la, arrest! La, 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 la. You're under arrest, you scumbag! <laughs> and then he puts it, puts him onto the prison ship. Millions <laughs> of times this happened. <laughs> Why? His throat anyway, was so sore by the end. It was the worst day of the time war. The worst day of the time war. And then. <laughs> that one fucking picture has gotten more we have reference we <laughs> that one guy in that one picture from like a comic or whatever that was on the wiki as the worst day of the time war we reference it more than like entire characters i mean it's the rosetta we, stone of our podcast i know it's like, i pray that we someday find out who the singing man is we, what are these weird we t- people we, who fight by singing at you we talk more about the singing man than we've talked ever talked about martha <laughs> Well, we've only seen her twice. I see the yeah. singing man every night in my I dreams. I see him in my dreams, that's right. So the Daleks, uh, just, they all come out, hop, 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 I wish the Daleks could hop. There's one thing you guys could never do. You can never say hop, 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 hop. <laughs> um, and they just start blasting. They just start blasting. You know blasting. what's fucked up? Yeah. All of this what? talk of Kyle XY makes me want to rewatch it, but I'm like, I shouldn't bother because all the funny things about it are actually from our <laughs> podcast. We made all the funny things happen. The only funny thing that. that happens in Kyle XY is everything that happens to the character Tom Foss. 
I think there was an, another funny thing that happened on Kylex Y was the fucking, uh, and I, I don't mean to reference this to make you upset, but the Faber Drive concert where just a man just like broke it and made yeah, it well, all on fire. <laughs> True. Anyway. Okay. No more talking about Kylex Y. Listen to Kylex Y. Uh, uh, so the Daleks are just blasting. Um, Pete is like, this universe is fucked. We gotta get out of here. When you say the Daleks are blasting, what you mean, to be clear, is the sky, like, blackens with Daleks. It, and they're it, just it, blasting. There is, like, a, a bird swarm of Daleks in the sky. Um, I don't know why I said like, bird swarm. It's a flock of like, Daleks. Just like practice. A murder of Daleks. Sam, for $100, not really, I don't have $100. For $100, what was the bad, what was the conflict on Praxius? What, what do you mean by what was the conflict? What was the thing that was causing problem? So it was some people from a planet out in space. They had a virus that eats plastic. So they sent the virus, a sample of it, to Earth because Earth had the most plastic of everywhere. So the virus would be able to thrive and they would have so much of it that they would be able to really effectively and quickly find a cure. That is the best explanation that I can give because a lot of what was actually going on there made no goddamn sense. I honestly am amazed that you even recalled that much because I just remember bird with a plastic in it and I remember an underwater spaceship. Bird in a okay. backpack. Bird in boots in a backpack. It was the backpack era after all. Um. So, yeah, Pete's like, this universe is fucked. Jackie, let's go and cool go to my cool universe and then we can close the breach. The doctor... Uh, is wearing his 3D glasses again, by the way. And, and he's he, he's psyched. He's got a big old smile. He figures he says, something I'm out. ready. Uh, and he starts working on the tortured computers. He's going to close the breach. Uh, he says, what are you doing? And he says, I'm doing a thing. And they say, what are you doing? And he says, shut up! Wait, no, that's, a diff- that's a different No, that's a different doctor. It's a different one. Uh, but he finally gets annoyed. And, you know, I feel like... If this was a different doctor, I might have found this really irritating, but I just like no, David, David Tennant, Tennant a lot, and I just... really like this part where he he kind of stops working, and he's like, is nobody going to ask me why I'm wearing 3D glasses? <laughs> but what I really like about it is that the one who bites is Rose, because she's like, yeah, I'm I'm his hype man. Of course I'm going yeah, to have Yeah, I have here. to humor him here. Yeah, so she's uh, like, Doctor, why are you wearing 3D glasses? And he's like, because they help me see! And Rose is like, that's so cool. And everyone else is like, what the fuck is he talking about? He explains. She is, if no one else is hyping up the Doctor, she yeah. will hype him up one million times. That's great. I like that part of their dynamic. Uh, he puts the glasses on Rose, and she sees, like, fuzzy little little particles floating around and apparently yeah, because I, I thought this was it's it's silly but i like how silly it is that he basically explains that they're dealing with two separate worlds in much the same way that 3d glasses deal with two like slightly different tinted videos and in between is the void where the Hell. daleks came from and where the cybermen came through so if you put on these 3d glasses you can see what is between these two worlds, the stuff that has come through the breach, the quote-unquote void stuff. All they gotta do is open up the portal, and all the void stuff, anything that's covered in void stuff, will get sucked into the void. 
Um, yeah, he now- also... Rose is wearing the glasses and sees that there's, like, weird particles floating around the doctor and herself and Mickey and Pete and Jake. Everybody but Jackie. Everybody except Jackie. And the because doctor they, just goes... travel to parallel universe. <laughs> First time Jackie's ever looked normal in her life. <laughs> Rude! I take back everything nice I ever said about you, Doctor. Um, but basically they explain that because they've all traveled to Pete's world, that's what it's called, because uh, he's so powerful and rich there, they named the whole world after him. Um, that they've all got a little bit of void stuff. The Daleks and Cybermen have a lot because they've yeah, been they like are hanging thoroughly out. coated in void stuff. They'll get sucked in no problem. But what they got to do is, and then he puts one of the, uh, the little toys, the little Simon toys that Torchwood invented on Rose. You all go to Pete's world and then you'll be safe when I close the breach. And she's like, he Wait, also what? gets really excited about Pete's uh-huh. world as a phrase. He really mm-hmm. likes Pete's world. Yeah. <laughs> he loves why. it. It's just one of his little manic moments. Uh, but Rose is like, wait, I don't like that. Then I would, you would, you would be on the other side and then what? And then he's like, well, well, then you'll just be there and it's cool there. He Uh, also adds that he's going to use these like magnets with handles to just hang on tightly. Because he's not like as coded as everybody else. So it's not going to like suck him in so bad. He also says something like, uh, I just have to hold on tight. That's all I ever do, which is. Mm It's it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but I like the sound of it. <laughs> and then he he says Geronimo, and then he says Alonzi, just just to make sure you know. Nice. Um. Um. So, so yeah. yeah, she's Rose. Rose sad. She doesn't want to leave without the doctor. Uh. Jackie's like, I'm not leaving without Rose. And then Rose says, I like yes, I like the scene where where Rose is like, wait, so you're telling me that I have to go to another reality and just live out the rest of my life without you? Yeah. I, I like that. Throughout this scene, the doctor's just like not making eye contact and just being very yeah, like short like with it. her. He's just like, "Yep, yep, you'll be fine. That's right." He yep, knows yep, yep. he knows that this is an episode where he loses a companion. Yeah, uh, but it's a it's a long running companion, so it's going to be extra bad. He hasn't been this sad since Jamie died. <laughs> Who? So he says, "God, we're going to see Jamie on our next premium episode, The Dominators." I heard it wasn't very good. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that it's ambiguous as to whether or not. Uh, uh, the second Doctor was ever in the room with any other character at any point in that episode. <laughs> I did read that there are some shots when they filmed on location where you can clearly see that it's not Patrick Troughton. <laughs> it's just a different man fully visible. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, we haven't seen it yet, though, so we shouldn't talk about it too much. Okay. Uh, but we uh, so, will see Jamie again. And so, so uh, they all, the, the Doctor, the Doctor warp, they all warp away. Um, Rose is in Pete's world and she hates it and she says no and then she just immediately goes back. Um, Jackie is upset. Uh, Pete, I, I do want to. Yeah. I do want to talk about why Rose is so upset because it's not just like I love Doctor, I want to be with Doctor. It's that she feels terrible at the thought of him doing all of this to save everyone. And then having to go back to being alone. Because yeah. she knows that he was alone before he met her. And she's like, he doesn't have to be alone anymore because I'm here. So the thought that he would throw me into another dimension and never see me again and have to go back to being alone is very upsetting to her. Both for her own sake and for his. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, yeah, he puts he puts the Simon onto Rose and pushes the button and warps her away. But yeah, she just immediately warps back. Yep. Uh, and and then 
Jackie wants to go back after her, but Pete grabs her warp device and rips it off and says, we can't do any more damage to the breach than we already have. If, if she's back there, we can't risk breaking it anymore. I'm not, I'm not going back for your daughter, he says, which is, I know that she's not technically his daughter, but that is really harsh. Yeah. Um, so Rose shows up. Uh, he's like, what the fuck? And she says, I'm not leaving. And what can I, how can I help? I gotta get that, I gotta get those awards. I gotta sweep this week. Yeah, and he's, he's not happy, but he's like, I, I know that Rose is not gonna, if, if, if I tell her to leave and she doesn't want to, then she's not gonna leave. So he's like, okay, here's what you do. Uh, meanwhile, we go to some Cybermen heading up the stairs. Oh my god, this part was so wild. They're going up, cause, cause he's like, He's like, okay, we need time, and she says, "There's." So- oh Jake my God, didn't tell this- them about the elevator, by the way, so they don't yeah. know it exists. Because, <laughs> because I, I don't remember if Rose or the doctor's like, well, there's Cybermen on their way right now, so like, they're oh God, we got to act fast because our Cybermen are coming. Um, and we see the Cybermen on the stairs, and then one of them uh, approaches and kills all of them as it says. I did my duty for queen and country. It's I did speaking my in a female, a cyber woman's voice, which we have not heard before. Yeah, and it's and it, it's crying. The cyber little tear that it that all the cybermen have is also crying real tear. Yeah, a, a little gloopy cyber tear a as she tear. just keeps saying, "I did my duty for queen and country. I did my duty for queen and country." I guess this means that. <laughs> Yvonne was so patriotic. Right, that's the thing, because most people, when they get cybermanned, their, like, humanity and their personality and their... She was just that, uh, she was just that committed to the bit. Right, all those other people didn't truly believe in anything, but she really, really believes in the Empire. She wants that Empire so bad. She loves the British Empire the same way the Doctor loves the the Ice Warrior Empire. (laughs) (laughs) More so even. Which I didn't even know was possible. That's nuts. Uh, uh, so they put the magnets on, they put the big mag- Kylex Y magnets on the wall, uh, and they're just like, hang on to these tight because we're only kind of coded in void stuff. They pull the big levers, <laughs> and then all the Daleks and Cyber. I love from these all big levers. The, these, the levers uh-huh. haven't been relevant yet this episode, but lest we forget, Torchwood have these giant comedy, like novelty yeah, levers t- that they. <laughs> You have to pull two big levers at the same time to make the to open, open the breach, which we didn't know that that was what it was originally. But we did get a great scene of them like pulling the levers to let the ghosts in in the first episode. So funny, uh, but yeah, they they open the breach. All the Daleks start getting sucked in because and all the Cybermen from all around the world. Yes, this is where we cut to the Taj Mahal. And dozens and dozens of Cybermen all just start floating up into it's the It's so funny. And they're like spinning. Whoa! Holy shit! Um, I don't know why they're all standing at the Taj Mahal. There's nobody there. It's not like they've like they rounded just, people up outside they the were, Taj Mahal. They're they were just sight- standing there in front of a landmark. Seeing. They just wanted to see a cool building. They're not even looking at it. They're looking at the camera, though. It's the <laughs> one shot of the Taj Mahal that's in everything from the front. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen what the back of the Taj Mahal looks <laughs> nobody like. Nobody has. There's no Nobody's back. ever seen it. It's, yeah, it's, it's like false... when you go out of bounds in a video game, yeah, <laughs> every just... building just has no back. Right. Um, so, there's a whole thing, like, oh, the they pull the lever, Rose, like, it, it, the, the suck of the void for some reason, even though we understand the mechanics of this portal and how it only sucks things that have void on it 
pulls the lever. I I think that a Dalek wangs into it. I think a Dalek must wang into it, and it must make a really loud sound, almost like you're striking the side of a diving bell with a hammer. <laughs> um, and uh, and if you don't if you don't have that cultural touchstone, you got to go back to diving bell school. Mm-hmm. You can't listen to this podcast because uh, you're too young. We also need to mention something that you pointed out earlier that I had completely forgotten about, is that we catch one of the Daleks <laughs> floating in the sky and going, beach. activating emergency temporal shift, and just it just disappears. One. There's one still out there. Every other Dalek is gone. They all got sucked into the void forever. Good There's thing one. I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh, no! I have the beautiful glow of Dalek pregnancy. As the Dalek queen, it is my duty to carry my spawn. <laughs> contract, contract, push, push, push. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm trying to think continuity-wise. When do we next see Daleks? I'm sure that I don't they know. appear. We haven't seen them. We don't know the episodes, Sam. We watch it in random order. No, no, I'm, I'm saying we, you and I. You when and is I, the next time that the, we see Daleks? The I think New Year's, it's New Year's one. It's mm, it. It would be then uh, Flux, though, right? was flux before or after it was before because oh, the, the reason flux. that the, ta- the tardis was fucked up was because of whatever the doctor does i will in the flux birth finale. 20 million golden daleks and take over <laughs> an entire sector you have to believe that their daleks show up in the show before before that right you gotta believe oh, I'm, I'm sure they do i i was just trying to remember when we saw them after this but yeah i i i completely forgot back. that one of the daleks like time travels away God damn. They bounce back. They'll yeah. always bounce back. You can't get rid of them. They're too popular. So, yeah, the one of the levers, the one on Rose's side, uh, hey, can why we, did they can, need two on, levers so that one of them could be on Rose's side? Can we respect, I gotta respect the fact that on classic Doctor Who, they did make an episode where the seventh Doctor killed all the Daleks and they were just, they were just dead now. And they said, no more Daleks. I mean, it was not like, it was, it's not like he was the Doctor forever and ever and ever. But they did just say, no more Daleks at a, at a point, And they just got rid of them. Yeah, um, I mean, they also they... did that to the sonic screwdriver. Look how that went. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not like it's their fault. The Daleks stayed dead for until the new who brought it back and i think just... though i think though that remembrance of the daleks was like last or maybe second to last series it was late but they did just kill all that's the why daleks. it got canceled uh-huh. it never got canceled anyway nobody wanted on. nobody wanted to live in a world without daleks it was just sleeping on a prison ship anyway okay so 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 they all a dalek wangs into the lefers and it goes out my head <laughs> what a day i'm having Ow, my dalek balls and then Rose, let's it go. go over, it goes cross-eyed with its one eye. Rose, like, let's go over cool magnet to pull the lever. But oh, she's slipping. She pulls it. But oh, she's slipping. She's falling. Oh no, she's gonna get sucked into the breach, and she flies off. Doctor's screaming, and then just before she goes into the portal to hell where Satan Pit lives, um, Pete appears with his one last parallel jump, grabs her, and warps her back into his universe and then with the his other closed. last parallel jump yeah with his other last parallel jump and then the breach closes forever with rose on the other side oh no yeah and this rose, is and then, and then i guess maybe she dies on there on that side rose is she dead yet in pete's world is crying and like banging on the wall uh pete Doctor takes off his warp to, device yeah. and says the breach is closed it it doesn't work anymore there's no way to get back i'm sorry 
the doctor, meanwhile, he he like sort of puts his hand on the wall on his side, and it it kind of seems like Rose maybe can feel his presence a little bit and is like slightly comforted, but not really that much. They're having a just a greasy spoon moment on the other yeah. side of the wall. Yeah, um, except and that then, it's very sad. Yeah, and then uh, and then. So now Rose, Mickey, Pete, and Jackie are all in the cool, cool world together. Um, yeah, it's sad. Like Pete, yeah. Jackie, and Mickey are all like watching her from a distance and they just like don't really know what to say. So they all just stand there quietly watching her sob. Some time has passed. Um, Rose is in her bed. Um, I think this is supposed to be like a parallel to the first episode, but I could be wrong. Um, because I think that one starts with Rose, like, waking up. It does start with Rose waking up in bed, but it doesn't show the alarm clock in this, and the alarm clock is the only thing that I really remember The alarm alarm clock in this scene is the doctor going, beep, 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 wake up, Rose. Yeah, she, she narrates, uh, as she was at the beginning of the episode, uh, she narrates, I, I heard the doctor's voice (laughs) whispering my name, um, and She says, I, I, you know... Uh, this is, I, I gotta be honest, I gotta come clean, I didn't actually die, I'm sorry for tricking you all. I just wanted it to be a little more dramatic, but yeah, let me tell you she, what really happened. She tells Jackie, Mickey, and Pete, uh, about the doctor calling her name, because they're the only people who would believe her. We'll find out in a little bit, I think they say this is three months later. Um, they all get in Pete's cool Jeep and drive to Norway. Yes, uh, she says that the voice of the doctor told her where to head to. So they they drive for hundreds of miles. We do find out that it's in Norway. And yeah, when in in this episode and the last, it starts with Rose on this beach saying this is the story of how I died. It's they a arrive reference at to death, it's a reference beach. to death sta- It's a reference uh, death to death stranding. This is the first strand show. Mm-hmm. And uh Rose again repeats the line this is the story of how I died. The doctor appears on the beach, but he's he's, he's like see-through. A ghost. He's like a transparent. He says that he's he says there's a tiny little gap in the universe, and he has to orbit a supernova to power the TARDIS enough that he can project himself in and say goodbye. Um, and he, and then, he uses his screwdriver in a, a vague way to make himself opaque, but he says, I'm still no I'm still just can't, an image. I can't come through here. You can't come through here, or both oh my our God. universes would collapse. This part, this part, I didn't like this part. I thought I was... But uh, where... Uh, He's like, she's like, oh, he says, where are we? And she says, we're in Norway at a place called Dalek of Stranding, which she, then he goes, Dalek? And then she Death goes, Death of no. Stranding? Death Stranding? <laughs> and then she says, no, it's Norwegian for bad. We're in Bad Wolf Bay. Ha ha, I wonder what that means. I don't really remember. We're in Dalek of Stranding. Bad Wolf, it's a thing. Remember, it was in the name of yeah, the Yeah, I still, the I still don't know what Bad Wolf is, but yeah, they, when she says it means Bad Wolf Bay, they both, ha ha, they, they both kind of smile like, wow, can you believe it? Whatever. It's that emotional. Means. Rose is crying. Uh, and then, uh, oh yeah, my he god, says, he says, I, I've got about two minutes and then the gap is going to close forever. And he yeah, says, she's... don't worry, you've got Mickey. And then, then she says, uh, she says, she yeah, and the baby. And he's like, Did, what? Whoa, are you pregnant? And she says, no. <laughs> My mom is three months pregnant. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they, they have it. I guess whether or not they've been here for three months or longer depends on how long it took Pete to get Jackie pregnant. <laughs> how long How long till Pete put aside his differences and was like, I'm so horny for Jackie? I'm going to say maybe 30, 30 45 minutes? seconds. 30, I was thinking 30 minutes just so they had like some time to catch their breath before he was like, now hold on. Um, but uh, yeah, Jackie is pregnant. Uh, Rose is going to have a, a little sibling. 
And then she uh, fucking lies for the second time this week. First she told me she died, and then she said she was working in the shop again. And then she's like, just kidding, huh? I'm lying. She uh, says, I, I've got a lot of knowledge of aliens, so I'm working at Torchwood now to protect For Queen the and Country. I'm the doctor... Well, it's it's a different Torchwood. It's, nice it's good Torchwood. It's Torch good. And the doctor says, "Well, I'll be Rose Tyler, Defender of the Earth." Which is she says, "My." I think that this is a you know, it's fine. It's, it's I think cool. it's a a great ending for Rose. I think like, I if, like that Rose gets to be with her family, with her dad, and like in some capacity on this cool this cool Earth where all the problems have been fixed, but also she still gets to have an exciting life. Getting all the problems are fixed right now. For now. But yeah, I, I think it's cool that Rose, because she has always been like a very, like, she hasn't just been like a companion. She's kind of felt like an apprentice a little bit. Like she's I always know. trying to learn from the doctor. So like, I think it's cool that she ends up becoming like a defender of her. She's like Earth. his, she's like his sidekick at a, at a certain point. She stops being like a, just along for the ride and she's more like part, she takes a lot of active roles in the things that are happening, which is like yeah. what, so I, I think that's I think why when a people, cool ending for her. I think that's why Rose always ranks really high on people's lists of companions because she isn't just like there. She does a lot of shit. And yeah, it yeah, is a good ending yeah. for her. Also, um, uh, it's gonna really suck when, uh, when, <laughs> fucking jack harkness shows up buys out torchwood and turns it into the torchwood institute for just going just the torchwood institute of my dick (laughs) torchwood institute of putting my penis in every alien in the galaxy (laughs) someday we'll watch torchwood i hope not i hope not for some reason that us watching torchwood means that we're getting a lot of money to do it i guess (laughs) patreon.com slash finding burrows so yeah he he tells Rose, uh, you know, a lot of people died that day on Earth, and you and your family were never found, so they assumed, that, or I say you and your family. This it's is like the you, story. you and Jackie and Mickey were never found. He doesn't say Mickey. I'm sorry. I keep, I, I don't want to say that he says Mickey, because I still don't know from what we've seen the, defi- the definitive answer. But yes, Mickey, he as says, we know, was pronounced you were never found, he... you were presumed to have died. Uh, but now you get to live the one adventure that I never can, an ordinary life. Working at Torchwood? <laughs> yeah. Um, Isn't that ordinary? It's pretty um, ordinary. It's just another office. Until but yeah, she says, yeah. will I ever see you again? And he just straight nope. up says, no, you won't. No, sorry. Um, uh, and then she says, I'll just, I'll just keep on living my same old life, just being the last of the Time Lords. And yeah, she is very heartbroken to think that he's going to be alone again. And she tells him that she loves him. And he... In the, in a very He's about to say it, I think I think I should uh, uh, say that I was crying at this point. It did get me. Nice, Doctor uh, Who. Cheers, to the, Doctor Who's my first time crying over a TV show is also on Doctor Who. Was it this episode? It was, no, it was no. the. It was. Uh, it was. Is it one episode. we've seen already? Because if no, not, it's don't the episode. I was just gonna say it's the last episode with David Tennant in it. Oh, okay, but okay. I will also say that uh, thinking back to that episode, it is fucking batshit that episode uh so but anyway <laughs> uh it's a good episode uh and, and yeah he's like well i guess if it's my last chance to say it rose tyler and then it, and then he goes away and then he's crying which is yeah i the the shot of him on the tardis oh realizing that guy. he like snarked snarked and emotionally distanced himself out of a chance to tell Be rose that he loves her Very and he's sad. he just starts crying and just shuts his mouth that that's a gut uh, punch. Man, that's but that's the fate of the doctor. He's like always gonna end up alone. 
it's kind of his thing. Yeah, uh, but it's it's the fact that he could have said it if he wasn't uh-huh, if trying he wasn't to be cool. A, yeah. And then, oh, and then, like, Jackie, Jackie is comforting Rose on the other side on the beach. And then, Sam, um, he's Donna's just like, Gambit wins again. He's like... Well, I don't know what to do now. And I, I he, like, I, I like this sad shot of him just like, uh, sort of well, going through the motions, just like, just like alone, just shuffling around the TARDIS. Like, I guess I'll go, so, just pulling some levers. But then he looks up and sees a woman in a wedding dress standing with her back to him. <laughs> and by the way, I do think it's very funny. Not only did Donna's gambit work the one time I tried it. Okay. I want to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be. I'm gonna be real with you. Donna's Gambit does not count. That wasn't actually Donna. This is Donna's Gambit. This does count, because this is actually Donna, and she's appearing in an episode, in the runtime. It's Donna. She's it's on the Donna. TARDIS in a wedding dress. But I dress. do also want to mention, I, I said last time that Lauren had told me that David Tennant has some famous what's. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if this is all of them, but we do get, I think, three of them in this scene. What? Wait, what? <laughs> Because he sees he sees the woman in the wedding dress, and she turns around, and she's like, who are you? Where am I? And he just goes, what? And then the episode ends. Where the so, hell am I? What? Donna's Gambit, everybody. It worked, I guess. It works when I do it. It works. I've done two sense. gambits, and it worked both times. It doesn't count. Never the do first one again. didn't count. The first one didn't count. That wasn't Donna. This is Donna. We what got do you mean tens- the first one didn't count? Wasn't that when she was in in Let's Kill Hitler? She was in. Oh, I didn't do. Oh no, sorry, I didn't do Donna's Gambit. I did. I did Bill's Gambit when we got oh. oxygen. Yeah, no, Donna. This is the payoff of Donna's Gambit. I wanted a Donna episode so bad. I've been asking for it for months, and the and one the one time, time I ask it, for it, we get it, and we get it. But she's only in it for ten seconds. Yeah, this isn't this isn't a Donna episode, but she is in it. But so this is marks the official first actual appearance of Donna on our fucking podcast. Yeah, and I look seconds. forward to seeing her again in seven months. In seven months, ah! <laughs> and now it just doesn't feel right doing Donna's Gambit anymore because we got her. There she is. Uh, this Donna. is a great episode. I think it's a it's an easy A plus for me. I think it's an I, I would give it an A plus as well. Yeah, um, I and, and there's, there's very little that I didn't like about it. I think I, if I if I have to pick one, like the only moment that I thought was bad, it was when Mickey uh, made a joke about Stephen Hawking. Didn't like that. That sucked. I, once Cut again, that, and you've got uh, a you've got a basically perfect Doctor Who episode. If I say it, if I say it again, if I just start saying it in every episode, it'll work. About and also, Oxygen was also an A plus. I don't know why I gave that one an A. It was an A plus. Is the it was a really good episode. But I can the, I can I can fix it in the spreadsheet. I'm fine. I don't with that. know. I don't know if we. Can, okay, fine. I think we can update rankings. I just bring. I want to bring Oxygen up to A plus tier. I, I think we can update rankings, but only if it's like very recent or if you rewatch uh-huh. it. Yeah, that's fine. I just don't I, I don't, don't want to go back and be like, you know, I haven't watched uh, uh, the Beast Below since the beginning, but I'm going to say it was probably no. I I don't want to do are, that. These are our but. rules. I just don't know why I ranked it lower than an A plus because it was like my favorite episode we've seen. Anyway, this is a great episode. Uh, a you probably a, a, didn't remember that you had already given out an A plus before. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also. Uh, I think this episode kind of broke Doctor Who in a little way because mm-hmm. of the problem of scale and scope. 
And the fact that- Right, what's scarier than five million Cybermen and four Daleks? Four <laughs> million Cybermen fact- and five billion yeah. <laughs> Daleks. Like, but also, it's that they're on Earth, we see that, like, the, the, it's, the stakes are high, the emotions are high, they're with characters that we know, it's caused by, like, Torchwood is, like, it's all this, all of these things coming together from the past two seasons, uh, series, sorry. And it's just a, it's just a really good payoff or just a great send off for Rose. Um, I, I really like it. And they'll, and it's just one of those, how do they ever top this? And the answer is basically they don't. <laughs> or maybe they, well, we'll see. I mean, we still, I, I mean, I think Russell T Davies was a pretty good showrunner. Do you think he'll be good the second time around or do you think he's done? It doesn't happen anymore. I'm cautiously optimistic about new Doctor Who. I think it'll, I want it to be good really bad. Because there's, there's great 13th Doctor episodes. So I, I, I don't know. I think that it could be really good. Well, we'll I just, see. I just, I, I always just am, am cautious about when they bring someone back. Cause like, I feel like when they do that, it's just never as good as the first time. But also. Right. When they brought back Chris Chibnall from his hit episode 42. Mm hmm. Um, well, that was the weird thing is because Chris, Chibnall did uh, the show Broadchurch and that with Jodie Whittaker in it, and that mm-hmm. show is really good. Um, but it just sounds like he wasn't very good at doing Doctor Who. Um, personally, <laughs> sometimes he was though. I, I don't want to. I okay, don't want to. Okay, okay, maybe, there, there's great he, episodes that he wrote. He did write some good episodes. Right, yeah, he did write. He wrote. He, he wrote Renskor Alcolos, didn't he? An yeah, and I think he wrote. We um, liked and nobody else did. <laughs> I think that he wrote the New Year's episode that I really liked. Oh yeah, that one was good. That one was yeah. a, that was a fun episode. That yeah. had Ashling B in it, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hey Sam, yeah. we have to keep. Uh, he wrote Ashling B. The stars are out. Uh, the Daleks are here. Also, they're on the red carpet. It's time to give out some companion awards. Um, I think it would be inappropriate if we didn't give Rose the Sarah Jane Award for Companion Initiative. Of course, of course. I feel like I feel like this is where we give Rose the like special. I mean, I don't I don't know if the Doctor would have been able to close the breach alone. Uh huh. Because there were two levers. Because there's only two got, levers. There's two levers. He didn't think he he's like shit. I gotta go. I wish I had asked for a second person. Shit! I, think, I forgot that I'm not stretchy. I forgot I that think, Doctor Who isn't a superhero. I propose because this is her last appearance as companion and possibly ever. It's very seems very much seems like forever. No more Rose, except for like when she showed up in name, Day of the Doctor. It's not Rose. You think she gets a medal of Mickey? No, I was. <laughs> yeah, she really ate shit this week. No, I think we give her the Rose Tyler Special Award for Companion Lifetime Achievement, like as a send off. Okay, like I like a, I like the Rose Tyler Lifetime Achievement Award, and she, also the the Rose Tyler Lifetime Achievement and Not Dying at the End Award. Maybe maybe we give a companion a very special award for when they leave the show. Yeah, so we're like, going to give her a give, sack of gold stars. <laughs> she gets a lot of gold stars. She gets the uh, Sarah Jane Award and uh, definitely a Lifetime Achievement Award. And we're going to be like, ah, oh, man, sorry, uh, Dan the Man gets the Killed in Action <laughs> Award. <laughs> I don't think he dies. I hope not. I hope Graham and Ryan don't. I don't want to watch Dan really die. I I, I, I want to watch about, Dan live. I want to watch. I want to watch a show just about Dan. <laughs> I want to watch a sitcom about Dan. <laughs> Nothing to do with the Doctor anymore. It's just his own show. <laughs> um, do we have any medals of Mickey or Danny Pink awards for six stunts? Um, or I don't um, think so. The, I I do want to give Jackie a gold star. 
Gold Star to Jackie for sure. Um, did anyone get like blasted really good and killed? Jake killed the Cyberman, but I don't think he's a, he doesn't count. Yeah, I think that if, if a non-companion gets a Leela Cross, I think that it's gotta be for like a relevant kill and not it just like, be, I shot that Dalek in the background. Or it has to be like a, a high kill count. Yeah, like, so. I wish the Leela Cross was around that we could give it to, to Dan the Man for, for his massacre oh, I mean, of he's, 100 Sea Devils. He's being retroactively given, once again, a sack of Leela Crosses. <laughs> he's got his, you know, when you see those, like, decorated military generals where the whole front of their uniform is just all medals. That's right, him he's, with, he's all struggling to stand up straight. He's got the so many Leela, Leela Crosses. crosses. Anyway, uh, thank you for your service, Rose. Uh, enjoy living in cool world uh, where they fixed all the problems and also they solved climate change because the breach is now closed. Congratulations. <laughs> God, I wish that were me. I wish I could go to the cool world, too. Uh, Sam, it's time to ask the important question. Which doctor? I am personally – I mean, you can still do it. Uh, I personally said I have to set aside Donna's Gambit. It, it's over. It worked. It worked in a really unsatisfying way. You mean you you mean forever? Yeah, it's over. We got it. Oh, we got Donna. I mean, we did I see ask, her. We did see her. Um, uh, fair enough. In, in an epi- in an episode. This was a, this was a great on. episode. It was also you know it was an emotionally potent classic, not classic, but like an early revival era. I want to go opposite. I want to see Jody. Episode. You want Whitaker. I'm still like I'm still like just all in on Capaldi. I need more Capaldi in my life. I could never. We've, have we've too only much. seen him six times. I need more. Make it a seventh. I need. Right, I take let's... a Capaldi and Clara. Even fuck it. We got Tenant. Oh, 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 oh I think this I remember may very this well one. be a Donna episode. Oh, oh, oh! I think I this remember series this one. three, Ooh. episode nine. Ooh. The Family of Blood. Oh, I think I remember this one. I think this is a good one. I think I was just talking about this one today. Is this a second of a two-parter? It's a Martha episode. It's it is a Martha episode. Wait, and what? I, wait, don't read anything. Don't read words. I, I'm not. I'm not reading anything. I'm just. How short-lived is Donna? Donna is only around for like six episodes. <laughs> but wait, no, 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 no. Hold on, because mm-hmm. the Runaway Bride presumably is Donna. Donna. That's, that's the okay. that's the special that I'm starts. Gonna say, yes, three. I'm going to say something to you, and I, I don't want you to think of it as a spoiler. Runaway Bride is a Donna episode. She does not take on the role of a companion for a while. She oh, comes she comes back, back later. later. Yes. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I yep. was like, because then we've remember, got an episode called Smith and Jones, and then I know that the Shakespeare code is Martha. So I'm like, Donna can't be right. a one. Remember, episode. remember how okay. like in uh, in uh, Gridlocked, another episode I love with with Martha when he's like, it's New Earth. I came here, and she's like, you took your ex girlfriend here. Isn't that weird? Um, uh-huh. this is the second of a two-parter, uh, of uh, two-parter I remember really liking when I watched it when I was 14 years old. Uh, but I, I love when we get second parts of a two-parter because now you don't get to see the setup of it. Uh, I know the setup of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds like a lot fun. of people really love this episode. It's a great Any episode. fun guest stars. I've heard of Harry Lloyd. Isn't Harry Lloyd from Game of Thrones? He... Who is Harry Lloyd? Oh, he's Viserys. Viserys. That's oh, I've right. heard of Harry Lloyd and his wig. That's why I've his heard his really name cool, so many times really because cool of his wig. famous wig that comes back. Oh my god, what a cool time to be! Uh, what he's a cool the time. great, great, great grandson of Charles Dickens, apparently. Huh? 
<laughs> what a uh, what a great time! I love I love watching Doctor Who. I love this podcast. Um, what a great time for us to be watching good episodes um, of this show that is usually middling at best. <laughs> <laughs> well. That's well, that's exciting. It's it's going to be good to see Martha again. Uh, Martha. This this is a couple episodes after forty two, so we are right that she didn't die in that episode. I was still trying to figure it out. So wait, if if Donna is like a a sort of a one episode character who then comes back and becomes a companion, that means that there is still a chance for Christina. <laughs> this is how Christina could still win in twenty twenty. Amy and Rory go off on their honeymoon, and Christina comes back, and the doctor's like, "I've got an opening. I look like this now." Me and uh, my great-great-grandmother, Lady Me, told me where I could find you, um, <laughs> the the scion of the Misusa family. I'm here to take on the reins of being a companion. I'm going to win all the awards. She shows up. She does two backflips, lands on a, on a, on a, uh, I don't know, a, a, an auton, snaps its neck with her legs, like, and then she uh, takes initiative and, like, saves the day. That's really cool. This is this is good, though, because we've got a huge gap between uh, Series 3, Episode 7, 42, and the, uh, the Christmas special, Planet of the Dead, or Easter special, I should say. Uh, we're, we're narrowing that gap a little. That's, that's the biggest gap in our, our Doctor Who knowledge. And, oh, this is the episode before Blink. I've heard of that. That's a famous one. I always that forget Blink. I always, I always forget Blink is Martha, not Rose. Oh, yeah. Good for her. What a what a fun episode. What a fun episode that will eventually roll in, like, who even knows how long, because uh, it's probably the most famous Doctor Who episode. And what it's if also I don't cool. like it? It would be really funny if we didn't like it. I think I remember Blink really well, because it was just, like, it's such an interesting episode. I think it's pretty good. It would be so funny if it sucked. I don't know if there's been... There, there, there have been episodes that were like well received that we didn't but really not, like, like. I feel like there are well received episodes, and then there's like the the like well loved or well like you know, right? The Doctor dances. These two, I think, are are like Doomsday. Like this part is good. Uh, the the um this next episode, this two parter that we're about to watch the second part of is definitely on there. Like, but yeah, like we, we didn't care good. for the woman who lived. That's not the level of, of but we've already discussed the fact that the critics, like before they review these episodes, they like hit themselves in the head with a, the hammer, <laughs> the hammer of ignorance. And then they're just like, they're like Stephen Moffat delivered. Mark Gatiss delivers the a hammer satisfying- of ignorance. The reason that anyone thinks anything differently than we think. Mark Gatiss has once again delivered an episode with thrills, chills, and spills. We loved all the jokes in this episode, and the monsters, the snowmen, were really scary. I know Stephen Moffat wrote that episode. I still can't believe that someone was like, I can't believe Doctor Who is scary again. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, Doctor Who is good. Yes. We'd love to see it. Thank yes, you I'm, I'm excited for next week. I I was hoping to to take a little step out of the tenant era, but I'm I'm not complaining about a, a Martha episode. Um, I mean, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't complain about any tenant episode. Really, I wouldn't really complain about any. I I've come to this conclusion. I will only complain. I I re- generally will only complain if I see written by Mark Gatiss. In the, uh, <laughs> like that's the only thing now that I reliably will see it and have no faith or no hope. Right that there it's there be are fun. bad episodes that he didn't write, but there aren't any episodes that he wrote that aren't bad. 
They're all bad, and I hate it. I anyway. actually don't know. I'll I'll have to take a look at how many Mark Gatiss wrote that we haven't watched. Because he because I don't think it's epi- that many. He did a tenant episode, and I really didn't like it because it was uh, the I- Idiot's Lantern. That one was not good. Well, here I'm just sorting right now. He he made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine episodes, I, and we ooh, have seen two of them, I think, or three, uh, three of them. What was the third? We saw Idiot's Lantern, Robot of Sherwood, which was horrendous and then what was the other one well we reference the consequences of it all the time but you don't remember cold war (sighs) the episode where they established that the doctor really (laughs) loves ice warriors it was it was definitely the best of his three but still not great it was extremely um, middle of the road, which was a uh, stellar achievement for him. For Mark, yeah. Okay, Patreon. Say so we have a Patreon, and I highly, highly, highly recommend people at least give one dollar to us because that means they get to listen to our classic episodes. Um, I know we reference them a lot. It's hard not to. They're an important part of Doctor Who canon. We've referenced Remembrance of the Daleks like six hundred. So, so times. important that Russell T Davies obliterated Red them con- off of orbit, Red con- much like the Doctor <laughs> did to Scarrow. Redcon did immediately, uh, but they're very good. I love watching classic Doctor Who. It's very fun. Yeah, some of them are absolutely abysmal, but <laughs> but that's that's good viewing. Uh, like when we talked, yeah. About listen, Megalos. listen to our bonus episode titled "Grugger" to hear about the most brain melting Doctor Who episode we've ever seen. Was that Megalos? It was Megalos. Megalos. Uh, my favorite thing about Megalos is we've been doing this podcast these these silly podcasts for years and years and years. Uh, I don't even know how many years if you put them all together. And we've watched a lot of really terrible TV. I've never in my life watched two episodes of a TV show, and we've talked about it for like 40 minutes because we just had so little to say about it because it was just so... <laughs> yeah, we will we will take a 20-minute episode of a show and make it an hour and a Four half hours. podcast. <laughs> but Meglos talk- was, <laughs> was so... <laughs> giving us nothing. Anyway, patreon.com slash potting bros, one dollar. Gets you a mildly special Discord or marking you as a friend of the show. It gets you all of that sweet, sweet bonus content. We really cannot emphasize enough how fun those classic episodes are. I'm serious. Please and, and also, like, all the other old stuff we did. Pregnancy Pack fanfic. Uh, 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 the Grant High School Exchange Program where we watched uh, teen-themed movies like Grease 2 and uh, all the high school musicals. And Beastly. Everyone and forgets about Beastly. Beastly. I love and we movies. also we did also watch the Lifetime movie Cyber Seduction, Cyber his secret life. <laughs> that was a that was a a, a real trip. Uh, Sam, what do you get for five dollars? Makes you a pretty special Discord role haver as a companion of the show. Oops, I started that sentence wrong, but I saved it, nailed it, ha ha, victory. Uh, it gets you a shout out on the podcast, and you can send us a message that we'll read in one of our funny funny voices. Ten dollars though, well that Whoa. makes you. Well, it gives you an incredibly special Discord role marking you as an honorary member of House Misuza. It lets you listen to the podcast live while we record it, and we will clap for you when we shout you out. So, here that comes. Get ready. Thank you. To our 5 and $10 subscribers, Cassidy, JCH, Roy, Stephanie Bolding, Stephanie Karen, and the honorary members of House Misuza, Destry Hawk, H-Cabe, and Sauceworks. Thank you. I feel like those were some shitty claps for me, so I wanted there to be a lot of them. All right. Uh, we're hosted by the Noise Space Podcast Network. It's a we don't have any messages, of, by the way. We have it's a collection of funny shows by funny people who are our friends. Um, and if you want to send us questions, you can do it at cohost.org/slash/doctorhuh. 
Or oh, yeah. Han, I'll bring that back up. Uh, I want to start doing question segment again. Uh, so I don't, uh, but I, I do. And it also takes like five minutes and it's, it's fine. Uh, so if you do have a question, you can send it to our Tumblr at Dr. Huh, which we didn't do our social medias, but I'm on Tumblr at Kiwami Breakfast. I'm not on Twitter anymore. That website is too cringe for me now. Doesn't exist anymore. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I'm on co-host at Positive Stress and you can listen to my other podcast, Sounds About Light, where we have just started Kingdom Hearts Recoded. And then we're on, yeah, Tumblr at Tumblr, drhot.tumblr.com. Send us an ask there. I'll answer it on the show, probably. Uh, unless Sam says no. Uh, Noise Space Network is great. Lots of good shows on there. Check out uh, Diet Coke and Lilith, 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 Diet Coke and Lilith's House of Snacks. Check Do out. Do you want to take another whack? I am good. Okay. But you know what you need. You got to listen to Pot of Greed. Hey, hey. DK. <laughs> Donkey Kong. Uh, yeah, check out Pot of Greed. Check out, um, check out, uh, what else is there? Uh, special hey, great special snacks. Special great snacks are gonna hurt. Are they? I mean, I guess it is like a finger. You gotta eat. Um, ouch. A lot of great, sh- lot of, lot of great, a lot of great shows. You know, Jordan. Yeah. There comes a time. No. <laughs> when you gotta choose. Between turning the page and closing a book. Sam, say the doctor's prayer right now. You have five May seconds. your life flow like a river. May your day smell sweet as a rose. May your nights be calm and still as a pond. May you be as lucky as an ace in a game of blackjack. Harkness. Harkness. May Dan the nice man smile nicely upon you. May Clara make a, a clever souffle. May the twelfth doctor leave Bill the fuck alone. And may the doctor light your path. Through time. Through time. Excelsior! Brigadier! Bye. Dr. Bye. Dr. Bye. Bye.